I apologize for any repetitive things that I'm about to say, but uh, I've got the mask on and I am about to do a Facebook Live video. So hold off for just a moment, you're going to hear some clicks. Ah, fuck it. Title. Mm. The Boys on the Tracks. Ah, for fuck's sake, here it goes. Hopefully it goes well. In three, two, one. Hello, my name is John Omerchata, and this is the Gunpowder Plot Show. I'm hoping for this episode to go well, um, but based off of the results that I have on the topic that I'm about to talk about, uh, I don't think it will, or at least not go in the direction that I wanted it to go. Uh, I intended to <clears throat> do this episode, which was uh, listener requested, and have five uh, sources that were pro, I guess, the conspiracy research side of it, and five that were on the anti side of it. Um, but in my research, uh, I felt that I needed to dig a little bit further in. Uh, I will talk about some of the <clears throat> sources that I came about, because it was a funny thing, and... Uh, in fact, I'm going to talk about that right now. So, overall, the topic of this episode is going to be based off of... Uh, there's a couple of different topics, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, titles that they may give to this uh, this topic. And uh, one of which is called um, The Boys on the Tracks. Uh, I've been calling it The Railroad Boys for a while. And uh, just by those two, I think, titles, you might be able to he um, understand what it's about. Anybody in the research, or the conspiracy research realm, may know what I'm talking about. Um, this goes back to Bill Clinton, who was the governor of Arkansas uh, back in the 80s, and up into the, uh, the 90s when he became president in 1992. Um... There is a, I guess you can call it a conspiracy research, I'm sorry, conspiracy theory. However, uh, the conspiracy researchers, uh, I think, have done enough research to deem it uh, a fact that Bill Clinton was uh, part, or at least maybe the kingpin, of a uh, drug smuggling ring when he lived in uh, Arkansas was a governor of Arkansas that brought cocaine, uh, being the main drug, into Arkansas in order to uh, reap the benefits of the sales of cocaine to uh, help in his, in his uh, promotion into the White House. <clears throat> now, the funny thing was, in... In uh, doing my research, I did it in a couple of different ways. Uh, I went by way of Google, which I take as a liberal leftist uh, search engine, as well as DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo is the 
preferred search engine that I use uh, from here on out. And this is going to be in part why. Now, if I go to Google and I type in Google body count, now that was just one thing because I had known of the conspiracy, uh, if you want to call it theory, beforehand uh, about the, the boys on the tracks. And uh, it actually started from this point. Now, when I go for, uh, when I type in Clinton body count, some of the pages that I get on Google are going to be uh, Vox, Vox, uh, which is a, a very hard left-leaning um, company or website, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they're two out of my top three results, as well as NBC News, which is part of the mainstream media, Wikipedia, which is not a solid source, being that people can go in, average everyday people, like you and me, and they can edit the information that's found uh, Newsweek, which uh, I, I believe is a conservative-leaning website. However, uh, doubt has been cast on them. Same with uh, PolitiFact, which is a hard left-leaning website. Same with HuffPo and uh, <clears throat> it says Daily Dot. I don't know much about them, but um, I'm going to go ahead and say that because of Google being who they are and having worked for them, uh, knowing how hard left they lean. Um, I'm not going to trust any of those sources. Now, when I type in Clinton body count into DuckDuckGo, uh, I get a whole slew of different websites because the algorithm is quite different. They don't track, at least that's what they say, they don't track your information. They're not in uh, cahoots to steal your information either. So we have websites, uh, the very first one being whatreallyhappened.com. Uh, etherzone.com InfoWars is number three and uh, I believe them to be a very trustworthy uh, news site uh, or source of information uh, we have www.wnn as in no d as in duck.com uh, zpub from the trenches worldreport.com so forth and so on so uh, seemingly non-biased websites, or at least a non-biased algorithm to bring that up. Same with when I come up with boys on the tracks, I go to Google, type that in, and I'm going to get a lot of stuff from Amazon. I don't trust Amazon. I believe Amazon to be a major player in the world, uh, or globalist, I should say, um, market of ideas, where they will ebb and flow and whichever direction leads them to the most money, or at least the most, uh, how can I put it, um, path of least resistance. And the path of least resistance, arguably, is the leftist path of, uh, of right now, anyway. And, uh, and you see quite a bit that has to do with uh, Amazon and, and books that are being sold um, by way of, uh, talking about this topic, uh, same with that, you'll you'll see a lot of a lot to do with unsolved mysteries, which I thought was a great TV show growing up. Most kids don't know about that. Reddit, which is just an online forum for any average Joe to go on there and and uh, talk shit. Uh, here's some more unsolved mysteries. Literally, see when pulling it up. Um, 
<laughs> I typed in uh, Bill Clinton cocaine trafficking uh, into Google. I get Wikipedia, again, not a trustworthy site. Amazon.com, again, like I said, they're part of the, the globalist world player, the ebb and flow and, and following the, the path of least resistance. I don't know what counterpunch is, but that is on here uh, when I pull it up. Uh, Washington Post, which is, uh, man, are they, it, it's so hard because I know that there's a, a right and a left leaning. But I, I almost feel like these two are two sides of the same coin. When it comes to uh, politics in the U.S., uh, you'll have a lot of people that, or at least a lot of news organizations that only join the fray in order to um, take advantage of a certain side. There's a lot of money, sure, to be made. Uh, I would argue that more is to be made on the left than it is the right, because on the right you, t you take the chance of uh, people coming in and uh, boycotting um your advertisers. So, da, 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 was there something else I wanted to do with this? No, not really. So we're going to get on to what I do know about the boys on the tracks. Um, and again, I'm not super happy with my result on this. This was a listener who requested I talk about this, this topic and... Um, I'm sad to say that I don't know a lot about it, and uh, arguably neither does anyone else. This is, I don't want to say a true conspiracy, but uh, seemingly it is. And, uh, and for me, that's a really hard, hard thing to talk about when no one really, truly knows what's going on with it. So, I'll start off at the top. The topic, uh, the name, like I said, is either the uh, the boys on the tracks or the, uh, as I call it, the railroad boys. And um, this, I came about this information, or at least learning about this information, through uh, different conspiracy research documentaries that I had seen throughout the years. So when the listener asked me to talk about it, I had already known about it. And uh, there, and I'll, and I'll tell you before I go into it what I knew about it. I knew that there were that Clinton had been funneling in cocaine um, uh, through the airports, the uh, not the main airports, not like the the hubs, but the smaller, lesser known airports within Arkansas. At when he was the uh, governor of Arkansas, and uh, he had been using certain kingpins in different uh, cities in order to uh, distribute the cocaine and then using the funds that he had garnered from it in order to uh, help him in his uh, campaign in becoming president. And I had heard about um, what had happened. Now, where I come from, or the, the, the angle in which I come from, um, is that these boys were uh, <clears throat> out one night, it was two of them, and they had uh, been around some railroad tracks in Arkansas. And I hadn't known the, the cities or anything like that. And that uh, they had seen something that they shouldn't have, they had been killed for it, and then uh, they, whoever had killed them had set it up to look like an, uh, an accident or a... Uh, 
um, a suicide of some sort uh, in order to cover it up. And it was so egregious in how whoever had killed them, um, in, in the way that they had done it, that it left everybody questioning and it had become a bit of a, I don't want to say a wise tale, but maybe a tall tale of sorts, and uh, or conspiracy theory, rather, in, in Arkansas. And uh, it had just been linked up with Bill Clinton for so long that people just kept going with it. You know, they, they had kind of learned of it much like I had. Now, um, there's three areas that uh, people tend to talk about when it comes to this story, and that would be uh, Saline County, Arkansas. It would be Bryant, Arkansas, and uh, Mina, Arkansas, which I believe is where the airport was um, that Clinton would bring in the, the cocaine in order to send it out. Or at least to bring it in so that his distributors could come in and uh, distribute it out, obviously. <clears throat> uh, uh, oddly enough, uh, a little backstory for you. I was born in Arkansas. Um, my mother, uh, sadly, uh, had went to one of the Clinton rallies in Arkansas when he was becoming governor. And uh, that motherfucker, uh, and I'm talking about Bill Clinton had uh spoke with my mom and while I was while she was pregnant with me and that piece of shit put his hand on her belly so that motherfucker touched me <laughs> like it's almost like Michael Myers right in the sense that he passed on his evil or, or at least was trying to pass on his evil to me <laughs> uh anyway um no I'm not like Clinton but anyway uh the two boys that I've been talking about um, go by the name of Kevin Ives and Don Henry. Uh, their full names are Larry Kevin Ives, I-V-E-S, and Donald George Henry. But they go by Kevin Ives, Don Henry. Kevin was 17 and, and uh, Don was 16 at the time of this event. Um... What had happened was a uh, an engineer for a train, a, 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 an engineer like I grew up thinking an engineer was, which was just like the uh, the conductor for the the train, had been um, obviously moving this train along, and he had seen what he thought were human beings on tracks, and he tried to stop it before it hit him, uh, and unfortunately he couldn't, but he noticed that they made zero movements when he ran over them and uh i mean i just feel for the poor guy because when this had happened uh he later had said it felt like an eternity like he was just rolling over these poor bodies these human children um for an eternity and uh I i'm sure that that's something that fucks with his psyche even if he's still alive even till now uh the coroner who had checked out the bodies. And from what I understand, after the police had been called in and they did an investigation, even the cops fucked up the whole scene because uh, he had stopped it, I think, while still on the bodies. And um, even when that's in play, you don't touch anything because anything more that you do will only contaminate the crime scene, right, from what you've already done. 
And the cops were like, no, fuck it, go ahead, go forward. And it just kept fucking up the crime scene. So he went forward, and then the, the cops did what they did, and the coroner came in and, and uh, took pictures and everything, took the bodies, went off, did his coroner shit, and came out to say that the cause of death was that both of the boys had passed out while high on marijuana. What? What? Anybody that watches me or has heard me talk before knows that I am a uh, a bit of a connoisseur when it comes to smoking marijuana. Uh, I have never been so knocked out by <laughs> by way of being high that I couldn't hear a fucking train coming that would then run me over. It doesn't happen. I've been around burnouts my entire life. I've been around fucking pot drug dealers <laughs> that, that smoke until you can just not imagine the limits of which they would smoke to. At one point, I was sitting around in a circle of 12 people where everybody either had a joint or a pipe or a fucking bong. And every time you'd switch off, you'd get a new fucking thing and have to smoke that. And then on to the next. I've been so high, you could call me a goddamn astronaut. And I've never been so high that I wouldn't wake up when I heard a fucking rail a train coming to run me over. It's never happened. So anyway, this... Uh... <laughs> There's no fucking possible way, dude. <laughs> I, no, there's just none. I've planned, I can't tell you how many times I've clam baked a car. Uh, <laughs> there's no way. Anyway, um, the coroner came out to say that uh, the boys had had so much marijuana in their system that it was equated to 20, that's two zero, um, joints in their system. I didn't know that that was a measurement. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at these guys. I really don't. I mean, I feel very bad for them and their family and shit. <laughs> but there's no fucking way. How is that a measurement? <laughs> there's no way. There's no way that's a measurement. Like, you've got a joint as a measurement. <laughs> of how high you can get. I've been drinking, <laughs> so I'm not high right now. But really, a joint is your your unit of measurement, <laughs> and and you're you using that really? God damn it, dude! I guess more high ons got to get on the <laughs> get with corners <laughs> and scientists to find out. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> it's just not hitting me. There's no fucking way. <sighs> okay. <laughs> There's no way that a fucking joint is a measurement. <sighs> I'm good. <laughs> So, <laughs> I 
worry. <laughs> because of what I'm about to say. found okay I'm good all right the later studies had found that there was only two to three joints oh god I thought I was gonna lose it there there's only two to three joints in their system oh. Oh, okay <laughs> uh, but even then how is that a fucking measurement a joint what there's like a, there's a totally different way of finding out how much THC is in there. Oh. So, oh, God damn it, I laughed so hard I can't remember where I was at. Okay, alright, the corner that came up with this mystical fucking out of thin air measurement of, unit of measurement to, to tell how high somebody was. My God, fucking side kind of hurts. Oh, from laughing. God, I haven't laughed like that in a while. Was Dr. Malik. Let me give you a little, little insight into who this guy was. Uh, he had found a man that was beheaded. Like, no head. Right? And uh, he had said the man... This was his finding, is that the man had died of an ulcer with a U, an ulcer in his, excuse his, his stomach. God, that doesn't smell right. Oh, hold on. Oh, excuse that's a Bud Light orange. Not that great. It's too orangey. I'll be honest. Uh, uh, God, I worked up a sweat laughing so hard. <clears throat> I'm not going to do it. I'm okay. 
<laughs> Dr. Malik was the corner I came up with this shit. And then later it turned out that uh, the boys had had THC in their system, but it was the equivalent of two to three joints, not 20. Even though, like I said, uh, I had smoked a lot of weed in my time. And I mean, it's not like it was that much, but still, I've smoked a lot. I can almost guarantee you Snoop Dogg wouldn't fall asleep on the tracks and then not wake up when a fucking train was coming down to to kill him. <clears throat> God, I feel like I forgot so much. <sighs> I guess I'm going to have to keep this in the episode since it's already on the fucking video. So that was the cause of death, right? These, these two boys uh, got stoned and fell asleep on the tracks and then let a train roll over them. Um, also in, uh, within the, the investigation, I guess there was a couple of cops that had come out to say that, yeah, you know, um, they had rolled the train over, like, finished rolling them over, or rolling the train over it, and, uh, they had basically contaminated the whole scene, and there was all sorts of shit that they couldn't take away from it. Of course, this was back in 19, was it 87? Oh, no! August, it was either August 3rd or August 23rd, and I want to say it was 1987. Yeah, that sounds about right, 1987. I'm probably, I could be wrong on that, don't hold it against me. Uh, 1987, and uh, so they didn't have very fucking secure or concrete ways of uh, acquiring... Uh, Examples? That's not the word I want to use. Um, you know, the shit that cops do to get shit so that you can take it back. Evidence! Oh! They didn't have a way of, of acquiring all the evidence, or at least knowing all of the ways of acquiring all the evidence. Um, so they basically just totally fucked up the crime scene. And, uh, and then you have Dr. Malik, Dr. Dickhead over here, that came in and fucking said that crazy shit. When he had, like I said, uh, said that a guy who lost his fucking head had died from an ulcer, even though they had a, they had found the head and it had a clean cut throughout the whole fucking neck. Um, the family, um, oddly enough, the dad who was a railroad worker um, and luckily hadn't been on that specific line of railroad. Uh, had come out, him and his wife, and they had found a piece of cardboard. I know this sounds crazy, but they had found a piece of cardboard that had blood on it. Um, they figured it was what was used in order to drag these boys. Now, this is going to be a bit of a contradiction when I talk about the last person I'm going to talk about in all of this. <clears throat> um, there was some talk about this guy named Jeff Rhodes. I didn't do a whole lot. I just heard his name uh, quite a few times. I wasn't really paying attention. Again, I have been drinking, so maybe that's behind it. But Jeff Rhodes sounds so fucking familiar. But let's go on to the next part of it. So the crime scene is, is a little sketchy, to say the least. Let's go before that. Do we have any witnesses that, have seen, that, that had seen these boys? Now, there was a lot of witnesses that saw these boys... 
around these railroad tracks. Um, I want to say anywhere between 2 and 7. I know it's, that's a large margin of error, but uh, from all the documentaries that I had seen and things of that nature, uh, it's anywhere between 2 and 7 groups of people had seen these boys just around the railroad tracks around that time, uh, August of 1987. Um, now, there were at least three witnesses, and somebody who backs this up is a girlfriend to this one guy that I'm going to talk to about here in a second. But uh, all of these different witnesses had seen police, state police, come up to these boys. And not only come up to them, but that there was three people. There was these two boys, who would be Kyle and Don, and then one other person. And the one other person fled. And I believe that one other... Oh man, maybe... Was that Jeff Rhodes? What's that guy's name? Fuck! Anyway... Uh, I believe he had he had, he had testified or had, at least played the witness at some point to say that he was with the boys and that he had ran away. But the two boys were caught behind by the police. And uh, all of these witnesses, every last one of them, had said that the police were beating these boys. Beating them. Physically hurting these boys. Now, I know the mask is kind of fucking up my, my lips a little bit. But the fact of the matter is, is that all of these witnesses, at least three and above, we're talking five, six, seven, eight, whatever, had seen these police, these state police officers beating the shit out of these boys. One of them, it, it, one of the witnesses said that it was around a telephone pole, that they saw the police just beating the shit out of them, um, and that these police had come in unmarked police cars. Uh, and that they were state police. Now, all of the other docs, documentaries that I had watched had talked about how Bill Clinton had the state police in his back pocket. He had control over all the police, uh, or at least state police, I should say. Uh, and that they were the ones that had came up on these boys and, um... That they had seen something, a transfer of drugs. Now again, it's all going to come back later when I talk about this this last guy. That I'm, Well, one of the last guys I'm going to talk about. And that they had seen something that they shouldn't have seen. The cops came up to them when they noticed that they were there. They beat the shit out of them. And they ended up possibly killing them. <clears throat> Somebody who, talks, who talked about this was a guy by the name of Dan Harmon. Um... And the reason that we know about him is because of his girlfriend. Uh, I can't think of her name right now. I didn't write it down for some dumbass reason. But uh, his girlfriend was the one who played witness to this backstory. In which uh, she said that he was a lawyer. Well, a, a lot of people say he was a lawyer. But that also he was a drug kingpin in that area. And she was his girlfriend. And that she had witnessed... Uh, this is where the, the story gets a little bit con uh, contradicting. Is that she had seen the cops with these boys. Now there's some stories that say that. And in some stories that she had only heard about the cops and these boys. But she has heard about them. Now this is all a separate story. Compared next to the guy that I'm about to mention right now. Which is William Albert Haynes. Or Hines. <clears throat> Excuse me. William Albert Hines, better known as Billy Jack from the WWF. He was a wrestler. He was a professional wrestler, I believe, with the WWF. 
uh, the World Wrestling Federation. He played an enforcer, so he wasn't actually from Arkansas, but he had been called in probably because he was a lower name, lower tiered guy, and uh, he had been used as an enforcer because he had a lot of muscle. He was sure as shit just flowing with steroids, as most wrestlers were back then. <clears throat> and uh, and then he later came out to then tell a story. Now, his story is separate from this girlfriend of Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon's girlfriend, I don't think she talked about Billy Jack or Billy Haynes. And then Billy Haynes came out and just type it into... I think you can type it into Google. You can certainly type it into YouTube, which is owned by Google. And you can absolutely type it into DuckDuckGo and you can find shit about this guy. In which he talks about this whole story where he was there. And it was a couple of guys. I don't know if he named them as the state police. I can't remember that part. But he did see both boys. And I want to say Don was dead and Kyle was still alive. I might be off on that. But Don was dead and Kyle was still alive. And when he had saw him, the two police officers had thrown him over their shoulders like, like a sack of potatoes. And they were both bleeding heavily, which goes into the idea that, yes, they had been beaten to the point where they were bleeding profusely. One was dead, one was alive. And then when they threw him on the tracks, one of them was breathing, one of them wasn't. And that was what Billy Jack or Billy Haynes had said, is that one of them was still alive and one of them and breathing and one of them wasn't. And that they were going to make it look like it was a suicide or a... Death by however on the railroad tracks. <clears throat> um, the funny thing is, and what I suppose can go into in line with it being Bill Clinton, is he kept talking about a, a criminal politician. A criminal politician. Now, I don't know if he ever named Bill Clinton, but he personally had always said a criminal politician well what criminal politician do you know from the the state of arkansas bill clinton right the clinton family uh so anyway um he had said that <clears throat> which kind of corroborates the girlfriend's story from dan Harmon, who had later came out to testify against these things or testify of these things i should say all of that being said, now this is kind of wrapping up everything, okay? Because all of that still to this point, I don't have absolute evidence of these things. To me, at this point, this is, this is a conspiracy theory. And I am somebody that doesn't like the, at least the term of calling other people conspiracy theorists. I call the people in my realm a conspiracy researcher. Because that's what it is. We study conspiracies. And those that don't have all the merit, we, I can't prove it, those are conspiracy theories. To the other things that have so much evidence that weighs against the official narrative, that is a conspiracy. Therefore, making all of us a conspiracy researcher. <clears throat> to wrap this up, there was a similar thing that had happened. Now, what I can say about this is that it is a conspiracy but I don't know by who. I only know by the different people who have witnessed things and have testified about these things. And 
there's another part to this in which there's two other men who had died in the same exact fashion. And that would be a guy by the name of Billy Don Hanlon, or Hanline, Billy Don Hanline, who is 26 years old, and another guy by the name of Dennis Decker, who is 21 years old, who had both died in Hodgins, or Hodgin, Oklahoma. Hodgins? Hodgin. Hodgins, Oklahoma. I'm not from Oklahoma, I couldn't tell you. Hodgin, Oklahoma, died the same way on railroad tracks. So, in knowing what I know about, and why I had looked up Clinton body count, is because there's well over 200, upwards of, I think, a solid 300, and possibly upwards of four or 500 uh, people who have direct ties to the Clintons, who have all died mysteriously. And like I have said before, one or two people, man, for any average Joe, and they're going to come knocking on your fucking door. But the Clintons have hundreds of people that have come in direct contact and have died and uh, they're still walking around. One in a moo-moo and the other guy that looks like he needs a shot of adrenochrome. You know what I'm talking about. Altogether, I don't have an answer. I just don't have an answer for you. And that's what makes this episode so hard for me is because I wish I, I wish I did these guys did not die in a natural way obviously they died at 16 and 17 they died in the same way that two other men who were young died at 26 and 21 and I haven't heard any story about them guys being stoned to the point where they allowed a fucking train to roll over them and the official story doesn't make any fucking sense and the mom and dad to these boys say it doesn't make any sense. And there have been numerous people that have come out to say different things about the shit. This is a conspiracy. Is it tied to the Clintons? I can't absolutely say. And that's what is so fucking frustrating with this. I apologize that I don't have an answer. And that's what I don't like about this. And it's so old. I mean, it's 32 years old. I'm 36. What the fuck? <clears throat> it's hard to deal with, man. 32, 36. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be 30. Wait a minute. It's going to be 36. Anyway, I'm 36. What have you. So it's going to be 32 years old. What? I can't think of shit right now. I'm intoxicated. <laughs> Not that intoxicated. I'm, I still know what the fuck I'm talking about. There is certainly something to it. It is a conspiracy. But by whom and for what, I, I, can't, I can't give you that answer. I can only lay on the idea that it had something to do with the uh, Clinton cocaine conspiracy as well as possibly uh, Iran-Contra, the leftovers of Iran-Contra. Um... I don't know. And I hate that. I really do. Because it's not like 9-11 where I can show you evidence that goes against the official narrative and say absolutely this happened this way and by the laws of physics this happened this way. I can't tell you that. 
I can tell you, sure, there is not a dude I have ever come across, not a guy or a gal that has ever smoked so much weed that they would allow a fucking train to roll over them. But, I don't know who or by what reason this happened. And for that, I'm frustrated. So, other than that, the best I can do is to tell you to be accountable, to be responsible, and to not be liberal. And I'm off. Ah, and there goes the mask. Hopefully, this uh, was a decent podcast for you. Um, the listener, Bentley Meadows, who I appreciate greatly, uh, asked for this. And uh, I wish I could have come up with a better conclusion. And it frustrates me a lot when I can't do that. And I didn't know that that was what was going to happen. I thought there might be a little bit more to it. And uh, unfortunately, there isn't. But hey, not every conspiracy theory turns out to actually be a conspiracy. And uh, I guess that's all I can really say about that. So hopefully you enjoyed this uh, this episode. And... Uh, and you'll continue listening. Um, until then, like I just said, be accountable, be responsible, don't be liberal.